0: Coming up on this edition of the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix podcast, we will recap the Canadian Open and look ahead at the WGC Bridgestone Invitational. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and as always, I'm joined by Joel Beal. And Joel, uh, interesting week at the Canadian Open. We'll just start quickly uh jonathan vegas uh kind of coming out of nowhere to win uh, just uh, another example of how crazy golf- i know you did that story earlier in the year about momentum and the guy had missed about eight out of ten cuts and and he, and he wins the K. Open.
1: it's it's bananas for a reason uh there's no such thing as a hot player this year it seems like um it's yeah now granted vegas had won at rbc the year before so he you know some guys just do play well at certain courses but yeah good for him especially after and i like charlie hoffman a lot but that drop he got out of the bunker from the, the fried egg was my my dad is one of the more even-keeled guys i've ever met in my life and he called just i, I can no longer watch this this is a travesty so and <laughs> Not that, you know, blaming Hoffman, you know he took advantage of a rule, but uh it is good to see Vegas get back in the winner's circle and uh yeah, he's putting himself together. Nice little career here at age, age thirty
0: two. Yeah, that uh, ruling certainly caused some uproar. Uh I had some friends also who were up in arms over that. Between uh, that
1: and the uh, failed gimme putt. Rough oh. weekend for uh golf etiquette and rules. Yeah, that was
0: that was tough to tough to see as well. Um well hopefully we'll see uh some better stuff this week, uh, one of the bigger events of the year, obviously one of the biggest non-major events of the year, the WGC Bridgestone Invitational at lovely Firestone Country Club. Or, or Joel, is it lovely? Uh, you are... a. Uh, Ohio native you've had the pleasure of being there and uh, playing it what do you think of the course
1: it is lovely although and you'll hear this refrain from some of its critics the south courses where where they actually play is kind of boring it's a lot of 400 yard holes that are just mm-hmm. kind of parallel to each other there's not a lot of diversity if you ask people in the area the north course is actually the mm. more entertaining because there's some water and there's a little more risk reward that said it's one of the more well liked by the players just because it's a very fair course uh, you you know, not only are the good shots rewarded, but um, you don't see a lot of crazy bounces. And, you know, they, they feel like it's a very good test. Tiger Woods, it's one of his favorite courses, which, I, you know, I guess we shouldn't be too surprised, given he won there eight times. Um, but, yeah, if, if you, you're you going to hear a lot of guys saying this is a good test of golf this week. And, and honestly, the scores aren't really that low compared to most, uh, most other tour events. I think last year DJ won at six or seven under. So um, it's definitely a different breed compared to the rest of the tour brethren.
0: All right. Well, we'll we'll jump into our picks. Uh, obviously, one guy who neither of us will be picking Tiger Woods. is Just he's won eight times here. Pretty amazing uh, stretch. And it was his last PGA Tour win. We're hoping it's not his last PGA Tour win of his career. But that was can you believe that was four years ago? He won. He won in dominant fashion.
1: It seems like fourteen years yeah, ago. Yeah,
0: had, had a sixty-one one. in the second round. I mean, this is just four years ago. He was number one player in the world uh, on his but way to it winning is good to say, Player of the Year crazy
1: it's reassuring you say four because so many times i think it's it's easy to say well since that accident he never was the same right people forget how good of a 2013 he had
0: he was great um
1: but yeah man this every time you think about firestone you got to think about tiger woods
0: exactly um all right joel let you start off who's your, your top pick this week
1: so for me, it's, it's Rory McIlroy, which might raise some eyebrows, given the fact that he just changed his caddy. part parted ways with J.P. Fitzgerald, and bringing in one of his buddies. It sounds like it's going to be just temporary, not only for this week in Akron, but as well as Quihalla for the PGA Championship. That being said, I, I know that's a lot of change, but given that the, the caddy relationship wasn't that great, he still finished T4 at Royal Bur- Burkdale. And, you know, we were just kind of talking before the podcast. Everyone's been kind of ripping Rory as of late. And he he did come into the British Open really struggling. I think he missed three of his previous four cuts. Um, But the fact that he was able to still finish top five without his best. I think it's, it's it's a really good um, harbinger for what's to come. Uh, he's had a lot of success at this tournament. Um, he hasn't played in the last two years, but the last time he did in twenty fourteen he won. He's had four top tens in this previous five uh, five starts as well as that. So, if you like McElroy's chances at the PGA Championship next week, which I think a lot of people do, I think you have to jump on him now because a good week here those those odds could even lower further.
0: Yeah, good point and and a great point about the the British Open the T four right it's like you never even really seriously contended but yet there he is again high up on the leaderboard you know when you win majors that early in your career and you win by eight shots uh, a couple times the expectations are just so much you mentioned it. Um, if you don't win you're viewed as a failure when meanwhile his consistency um, of course he's been injured this year but when he has played he, he usually plays so well and that's even with struggling mightily with the putter so I and
1: mean, we even saw that a little bit with jordan spieth yeah last year at the british open people asked what's wrong he's like we talking about what's wrong i just finished second at the masters you know and i'm you know playing on the weekend here it's right sometimes i think we're a little too hard on these guys
0: i also liked how the bet around who his next caddy would be uh a that uh, patty power listed romeo from tin cup at uh, 500 to one i thought that was great they didn't list bagger Vance, but they had romeo on there but they also had Harry Diamond as the favorite, eight to thirteen. So, uh, they are pretty amazing. They know their stuff. They're not going to put up a bet if they <laughs> if they think they, they, they don't have they the have inside, some inside info. Sources, exactly. Let's put it that way exactly. So we'll have to see if that's a permanent you know solution for Rory. If not, I'm available. I'm sure you you're available as well. I'd be him. off on the bag. T- I just complain
1: the entire time. I, I don't. I care, take though. a lot of credit. Yeah. I, I would definitely be the guy <laughs> who after a win I'd be crediting myself, saying it was all me. It's I, I would not be a good bag man.
0: I've never actually caddied before but I, I think I could figure it out uh, you carry the bag you, you you learn how far your guy hits it and and for Rory McElroy I would do it in a second that that's a dream job
1: I only did it once and I got fired it was supposed to be a 36-hole <laughs> turn and I got replayed it, wow. it, it didn't help that uh, my sarcastic uh, observations were not taken mm, in the fashion mm. they were meant to be so for example if someone missed a five footer about three feet and I said nice read there and then Ooh. yeah Again, I was trying to add some levity to the situation, and uh, apparently when you're too over trying to make the cut, it's not, That's not, not the good. time for it. So, All
0: right, well, Rory, if you're listening to this, do not hire Joel. I'm available. Uh, but anyway, we'll move on. I am going with another big gun. That is the defending champ, Dustin Johnson. Uh, Dustin, you know, was unbeatable, looked unbeatable at least, beginning of the season, and then he lost to a staircase in Augusta, Uh, the night before the Masters. He has not been the same since. He admitted last week he's still feeling some of the effects from that. Mm -hmm. Then he goes out and hits 390-yard drives (laughs) on the 18th hole. Um, Despite the fact that he can't make a putt, he still finishes T8 at the Canadian Open. So I'm not really that worried. Again, he's a defending champ here, although not much of a track record at Firestone to speak of before that. I still just think it's about time for him to get back on the winning track. If he wins here, Ooh, can you imagine the buzz going into the, fi- you know, the final major of the year with Jordan Spieth going for the career grand slam? Can Rory get back? Can Dustin capitalize on this brilliant run, win a major? All, all the great storylines. Um, I like Dustin Johnson this week. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to defend his title.
1: Yeah, I think the headlines caught of it after the T-54 at, at Royal Burkdale, that was his worst three-tournament stretch. And I think over four years, you know, missing the cut Memorial, missing the cut US Open. Yep. That being said, that T54, a lot of that was spurred by that really bad Sunday um, at, at Berkdale. He played well um, on, on Friday and Saturday. So he, he's definitely shown signs. And yeah, I, I, even though it wasn't 100% quite there, like you mentioned still T8 at in uh, at Glen Abbey. So um, I think this is a really good, um, really good test for him going into Quail Hollow.
0: All right, who's your number two guy?
1: Our guy is Tommy Fleetwood, who. Really, I think this is his debut here. Um, but if you're looking for a guy who just hits it long and straight, that's that's ex- really what you need to do here at, at Firestone. It, it's 7,400 yards, par 70, um, and if you if you can't keep in the shorts up the rough is it, penal. So Fleetwood is a guy who does kind of come in with both those attributes. Um, you know, I know he kind of disappointed at Royal Birthday. I think the pressure was a little bit too heavy playing in front of the hometown cr- uh, crowd. But for a guy who's in that second, even third tier on some sites, Fleet was just a really good bet. He's still having an extremely good 2017. Um, if you're looking for a little bit of a dark horse, I think Fleet would your guy.
0: All right. Uh, my number two guy is John Rahm, who, you know, this will be his debut at Firestone. But again, he's been making debuts all year. It has not affected him at all. In fact, in his first two World Golf Championships, he has a runner-up at the match play and a third place in Mexico. So this is a guy who's played great in these events uh, to get his career started. Um, You know, he won in just route fashion in Ireland a few weeks back. Um, You know, he's had a couple of these uh, rules controversies, I guess, surrounding him, but uh, he kind of says it's coincidence. I hope that's the case. I I think that will kind of prove to be the case, hopefully. And um, hopefully we can focus again back on his terrific skills on the course.
1: I think he's really the guy to watch this week just because if, if you look at how he's excelled, at least at other tournaments, not only here, but abroad, it's been courses where you can go well. He hasn't really quite figured out yet when par is your friend. This is the course where that's definitely the case. So if he's able to kind of, you know, hey, I just made a bogey, let's move on without any further incident, um, which he hasn't been able to do this year, I think that really is a, is a good sign for his, his chances next week. And if it, if it doesn't, I, that, it's a guy who I know, Quail Hollow, um, at least when the Wells Fargo Championship will their guys go low, but it's going to be a little bit tougher. The ref's going to be a little bit longer than we normally see. So if he struggles this week, I, I would actually it, it, I would stay away from Ron next week. So mm. this is really interesting test this weekend for him.
0: Yeah, you think this week's course, uh, Firestone will play tougher than Quail Hollow?
1: I do. I really do. Um, it, now it is supposed to rain this week in Akron, and that could really make things a little bit easier for the guys, especially landing on these the shorter greens. So, um, but yeah, the, it's it's such a tight course off the tee right, that right. if if you're any wayward, you you I mean you're basically punching out at some spots.
0: Right. Well, that's why I'm, I'm going to take my next pick, and I'm going with one of the best uh, drivers uh, of the ball, at least in, in this year uh, and last year as well, and it's uh, Ricky Fowler who. Actually, other than Dustin Johnson, uh, leads the tour in total strokes gained. He's had just a tremendous year, especially from tee to green, especially from off the tee. Um, and it's it's kind of a shame that he's only got the one win at the Honda. He's played better than that. And uh, he has not won at Firestone, but he has three consecutive top tens. I know it, that is a little different when you have a limited field, but still three consecutive top tens and also a runner-up back in 2011. Um, obviously he played great at Aaron Hills, kind of, you know, came up short on, on that Sunday. But um, he's he's a guy who I'm, I'm looking at both this week and next week may, potentially to, to finally win that first major.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people are with you. And you just mentioned guys who were able to keep in the stuff my, my next pick definitely fits that bill, and that's Zach Johnson. Um, again, a name who we've kind of forgot about the last couple of years, but slowly starting to turn around, know. Had, you know, his usual you know good performance at John Deere Classic, yep. but then also at T14 at Birkdale, had had a nice weekend there as well. Um, because of this length, uh, Fireson's length, we don't necessarily think of Zach Johnson as a good pick yet. He has three top tens in his last six times out here, and it's strictly because he's able to avoid the trouble. And I mentioned before, you don't need to go to ten or eleven under to do well here. So if you're if you're really looking for a long shot, I think Zach Johnson's it's, it's, he's a very viable play.
0: Zach is back. No, amazing. I, you know, I saw him right away jump up on that leaderboard at the John Deere, and you're thinking you know he was out of the top 100 going into that week on the FedEx Cup points list but you're thinking eh well whatever he always does this but then you're right the performance of Burkdale especially after getting off to a tough start was very impressive showing that you know he still has some life left in him and and you know he was staying at the house with Jordan Spieth that whole week he flew back on the private plane with Spieth and with the Claire jug and you know he had his own moment like that a couple of years back but he i think he still wants to Uh, And and keeps him
1: young. Exactly. For a guy in his 40s, he he still believes he can compete.
0: Yep. Uh, My final pick is Mark Leishman, uh, the Aussie who is heating up right at the right moment. A very nice dark horse pick uh, for Quail Hollow as well. Leishman, uh, you know, just a couple weeks back, a T5 at Quicken Loans National where they were playing on a really tight track, kind of like this, a, a revamped track down there. Uh, and uh, then he followed that up with a T6 at the British Open. He also has a uh, third-place finish here in 2014. He's only made four starts here, but one of those being that third-place finish. Uh, I just like uh, how he's playing right now, and uh, again, another guy who you know seems to be riding kind of a late-season wave as we head to that final major.
1: Yeah, definitely not a household name, and parts of his game aren't necessarily enticing, but if you, if you kind of ask around Tor. Everyone's really in his camp. They think he's a guy who, Jimmy, wouldn't surprise me if he contended next week at the PGA Championship.
0: All right, who's your final guy?
1: Last guy, and this guy's kind of coming on a cold streak. But um, you know, Justin Thomas, who after that really nice start to the season, obviously he was down to fall back a little bit. But he's he's in desperate need of a turnaround at the moment. Missed his past three cuts. That being said, you know, last year was his Firestone debut, and he played all right. You know, t thirty three. Although really, that standing was. It kind of was brought down by a really bad Sunday. I think he was six over on it in the fourth round. Um, that being said, this course really plays to Thomas's strength. Uh, if it if it is a little bit wet, that that length even helps him even a little bit more. Um, it, it sounds like if you kind of not even sounds like if you look at the stats, it's really been kind of the short game that's that's really hurt him a lot. Um, and for the most part, there's nothing too tricky about the greens around um, Akron. So I think as long as he's able to keep in the short stuff, I think Thomas is a really sound bet for a top five this week.
0: All right. Well, that uh, does it for our picks this week. Uh, Thanks to everyone for listening. Please subscribe to us on iTunes if you haven't done so already. And check back next week when we preview the PGA Championship.